6 to 7 p.m. Sport on with Tabiso Musia. Thank you, Greg, and a very good evening. And thank you for staying with us on SAFM and for joining us on SAFM, a sport on on this a good Friday. It's also Fresh Black Flashback Fridays here on SAFM Sport On, where we like to reminisce with our sporting stars of yesteryear. My name is Tabiso Mosia, Katleko Mudiba, and Luyolom Kalipi are producing the show, and Sylvester Komane is our technical producer. It's a big weekend for the runners, and we've been building up to it uh, the whole week. The 50th edition of the Two Oceans Marathon, which is underway in Cape Town. The big race is tomorrow and sadly for the first time in its history, the Two Oceans Marathon will not be broadcast on SABC after negotiations between the public broadcaster as well as Athletics South Africa uh, uh, will fail to be concluded in time. But the organizers have reassured us that they will use other digital platforms to make sure that uh, people can follow the race. You can follow your loved ones that are running and you can keep up to date with what's happening uh, tomorrow. So we will speak to the organizers of the Two Oceans Marathon just to find out where we can follow the race uh, tomorrow. And uh, also on that note, uh, there seems to be some threats of disruptions which have resulted in some route diversions. So we'll also get the latest on that to keep you updated, all those taking part tomorrow. And on that note, then our guest tonight on Flashback Friday is a runner, the man who ended a foreign dominance of the Comrades Marathon by winning it back in 2001. He's also done a couple of uh, two oceans marathons and he's got three gold medals in the two oceans before he decided to tackle the comrades and uh, that is none other than Andrew Kelehe uh, who won the 2001 Comrades Marathon in what was the second fastest down run in history at the time after the legendary Bruce Fordyce. If you do remember that race it was also an emotional one for him. Afterwards he dedicated the win to the memory of his daughter Rejoice who passed away a few months before that race. So we will speak to Andrew Kelehe tonight just about his career also about the two oceans marathon and obviously about his brother a gift who he who i understand that he is training now gift kelehe also winning a comrades marathon uh, that was uh, 2015 when gift won it so we will speak to mr andrew kelehe if you want to join our conversation please feel free to join us at any time on 0891-104-207 or you can whatsapp us on 061-4104-107 and uh, but firstly before we speak to andrew kelehe let's hear from the organizers of the two oceans marathon Hashtag SAFM Sport On So let's then uh, speak to the chairman of the two oceans uh, Mr. Rodney Maharaj who joins us on the line Mr. Maharaj, good evening and thank you very much uh, for your time and for speaking to us on SAFM Good evening to you and it's my absolute pleasure we spoke to Deborah Barnes earlier in the week and uh, uh, we asked her about the weather How, What are you expecting? How's the weather in Cape Town ahead of the big race tomorrow? Well, tomorrow would be an extension of today. Yes, yes. So I don't think any rain is forecast. It looks like it's going to be a beautiful day for the runners to look forward to. And how has today gone, Mr. Maharaj? Absolutely, according to plan, we are still at the convention center. People are thinning out. Exhibitors are beginning to feel some air between their, their bodies. So it's not that full anymore. I think it's been a very successful day. And we've had very, very little hiccups, if any. And you had a dinner earlier in the week just to celebrate the 50th edition of the Two Oceans. How did that go? That was an amazing affair. We had 550 people who shared the event with us, which included no fewer than 13 of our past winners. 
So we also launched a movie that was made in special honor of our 50 years. So that was an absolutely amazing evening, enjoyed by all. And most attendees are still sending us huge messages of congratulations. Great stuff. And we were informed last night that there uh, are some root diversions. Can you share with us uh, what are the changes, if any? Yeah, there are definitely some root diversions. We have been advised by the City of Cape Town Disaster Manager Management and obviously with the information from the South African police that it would be in our best interest to consider a change of the route. We are this year going over Okarbsevek to ensure the safety of all our runners. And it is a pity that people who normally look forward to coming over Chapman's Peak and then heading up to Constantinet will this time have the alternative beauty of going over Okarbsevek instead and then meeting up with road strides eventually. Mm. And and are you able to share what are these threats and where they are coming from? Because in the statement that we saw yesterday, it said you had to make the changes uh, after comprehensive and careful consideration. So so what's actually happened, once you come up uh, Chapman Street, your descent takes you into Hout Bay. I think three weeks ago, there's been lots of unhappiness in the area and five lives were lost due to unrest and, and unhappiness in the community. The police has informed us that there are potential threats of protesting, and quite frankly, we cannot allow our runners to become the pawn for protests to be successful. And hence, we had to mitigate that danger and decided to go on to the alternative route. And does it mean you need to beef up security also? I don't think it's a security issue because we're running through it has no security threat, mm. and we, we cannot forecast what might have happened or what would have happened, but we have to be guided by the intelligence on the ground and our disaster management and our police services. And how has this been received by the athletes? Do they understand? I think it's been a wonderful response, a tad of disappointment, but ultimately runners understand, and we've also had the previous events with fire disasters and rock falls on Chapman's feet, which forced us to go the other way. So a lot of our runners who are returning runners have run this before. And I think they have been part of our communication by advising others. It's alternative, but it's alternatively beautiful. Mm. So I think the, the, the receipt of the news has been a little bit of shock, but well-received of the nearly 10,000 people who came through the convention center today, not a single negative comment other than praise for the organizers and the people in the background to have taken cognizance of the importance of people's safety and instead have still carried on to lay on a beautiful milestone 50th event. And talking about the 50th event, it won't be broadcast on SABC for the first time. We got the statement uh, this afternoon, but I understand that you've got other platforms where you are going to try your best to show the race. Yes, it is an unfortunate situation, but we have come to be used to looking forward to the race being advertised live on SABC. 
the talks between SABC and Athletics South Africa is which is stalemate. And at the 11th hour on Wednesday evening and as late as last night, we concluded a deal to in actual fact ensure that our race will be advertised via live streaming on certain platforms that will be made available on, on our website as well as on uh, Facebook and other uh, news feeds. Okay, and we've got those platforms. We'll share them with the listeners after this Please interview. Do so. Yes, yeah. we do. But how disappointing is it that the 50th edition is not on TV? It's very, very disappointing. And unfortunately, we cannot get involved in, 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 yeah. in that discussion because our mother body is responsible for those talks. However, it is a lesson to big event organizers like ourselves to ensure that wherever we can play a role to facilitate the smooth running of such important television or televising of events, it, it could be of great assistance. Well, there's also the there's well there's a lot at stake tomorrow, including that small matter of one million rand. How confident are you that the record can be broken? Well, the record has been standing since 1988, so it would be a 21st anniversary of the attempt to to actually break that record. Mm. A lot of athletes and coaches have come down with the intent of breaking it. The slight route diversion may have thrown a little bit of a spanner in the works. However, we all, when we understand the sport, some people perform better on uphills and others on downhills. So who knows? The record's at stake, and let's hope somebody in this field of 13,000 of ours will be able to manage to break that. It would be a momentous occasion on our 50th anniversary. And talking about that 30,000, Mr. Rodney Maharaj, a lot of them listening to the show we've been building up the whole week uh, to the two oceans here on SAFM. What message do you have uh, for the runners? What would you like to say to them, those running pro and those that are running for their times and uh, or just, that just want to enjoy the race? I think my only word of advice would be to people who know and have done this before, they don't need any advice. They are seasoned runners. They should go out there and do as they've planned. And we all believe whatever happens on race day, it comes down to race day. For the novices, don't stress. Leave enough time for yourself to get ready for your race. Go out, start slow, and enjoy the race. You would really, really feel well-deserving of that medal as you cross the finishing line. And for those of us who will be cheering on the sidelines, what are the do's and don'ts? I think the do's, your do's and don'ts is quite simple. Do support every runner, whether you know them or not. Don't be nasty to any of our runners. And that's about it. Okay, great stuff, Mr. Rodney Maharaj. Thank you very much for uh, speaking to us. Uh, we wish you all the best. Uh, hopefully everything goes well as well as it has uh, today. And uh, good luck to everybody also taking, taking part. Thank you very much for your support of our event. Have Thank a lovely evening. Thank you, sir. Mr. Rodney Maharaj, chairman of uh, Two Oceans there, uh, speaking to us, confirming that it won't be broadcast on SABC, but you can follow it on, they'll be live streaming on Facebook. So if you go to Facebook and then uh, slash Two Oceans, you'll be able to follow the race there. They're also going to uh, broadcast it live on their YouTube channel, according to the statement that we have. So if you go on YouTube and you look for Two Oceans Marathon, then you'll also be able uh, to follow uh, the race there. Uh, but we're not done. 
done talking about running. We're not done talking about two oceans up next. We're going to speak to a man who's uh, who has three or four gold medals. We'll confirm with him in the two oceans, but he's definitely won the Comrades Marathon back in 01, and uh, he has 10 gold medals uh, from uh, the Comrades Marathon. So he's a seasoned runner, now 10 coach. Uh, Mr. Andrew Kelleher will speak to us uh, shortly. Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. So then it is Flashback Fridays where we like to uh, catch up with our sporting stars of uh, yesteryear. And uh, today we've decided to bring a run just uh, to uh, keep the theme and the spirit of the Comrades Marathon. and Well, of the Two Oceans Marathon rather, but he's won uh, Comrades Marathon, our guest tonight. And that's none, none other than Mr. Andrew Kelleher uh, who joins us on the line now. Mr. Kelleher, good evening and thank you very much for joining us uh, on SAFM. Uh, we really appreciate... Oh, okay, now we seem to... Uh, just be getting him on the line shortly. So just give us a moment or two and we'll have Mr. Andrew Kelleher on the line. There's a lot to talk about. They are a running family, the Kelleher brothers. They also made history winning the Comrades Marathon 14 years apart. They've also run a couple of Comrades Marathons together and I understand that Mr. Andrew now is uh, looking after the affairs of his brother. He's helping him with his uh, running. Uh, that is a uh, gift Kelleher. So he's joining us on the line now. Mr. Andrew Kelleher, good evening, sir. Thank you for speaking to us on SAFM. We appreciate your time. Good evening, sir, and uh, evening to the listeners of FAFM. I know you're a very spiritual man. How was church today, sir? Uh, it was perfect. Uh, it was very perfect. That's that's very good to hear. The first yes. question that people want to know when we tweeted or we, when we announced that we'd be speaking to you, they wanted to find out what are you up to at the moment and whether you are still involved in running. I understand that you are coaching, you are training now. Is that correct? Yeah, it's correct. Uh, uh, Rail running is something that uh, I'm part of. Something that like is a part of my life, sort of. Mm. Something like I will never maybe uh, give up on it. And who are you coaching, Mr. Andrew Kelleher? And who are you working with? Yes, uh, I'm working with my former coach, uh, John Hamlet. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the, the the person who is uh, in charge for for the club uh, coaching. And I'm assisting as the assistant coach. So is that Ntika Athletics Club? Yes, correct. It's a Ntika Athletics Club that Gift runs on. So you also coaching your brother Gift? Yes, uh, I'm coaching my brother uh, and the other group of guys. Uh, it's about uh, seven guys, eight, no eight guys who are in Ntika who are uh, preparing for the Comrades Marathon. And and how do people get in touch with you? How do people join Ntika uh, if they want to start running? Is it only for the elite? It, no, it's only for the for the elite athletes. Uh, there is also a casual runner as, as well, but uh, for us, we are just responsible for for, for the elite athletes. Oh, so even the casual runners can also join the club, but they work with yes. with other people. Yes, correct. It's like that. And and how is it working with your brother a gift? Did you always wanna have you always been working with him all, all these years because he's always said that you are his inspiration? Yeah, you know, gift uh, when when I was uh, running, he was the one who was uh, supporting me, supporting all the time. Would be making a training camp with me, and looking for myself, like cleaning my my running shoes and everything, <laughs> and then give me some water when I do some training. So he. The part, the package for And my producer tells me that he's not running two oceans, but he'll definitely be at comrades. What's the thinking there? Yeah, of course. You, you see, uh, you cannot maybe run two competitions in one year. 
you must have a specific race that you want to do. Yes, the other race you can do them as part of training, but you have to focus to the, to the, to the one race. As you can see, two ocean and comrades are not far each other. So. Mm. Yeah, it's about two two months apart. So does it mean that you are going for broke then at Comrades? That's where your your focus is? Yeah, of course. Uh, uh, as, as you know, you'll, you'll be maybe a little bit tired and it will be uh, uh, competing maybe in going hard in two oceans as well as Comrades. So even the board maybe cannot allow you to do that. And talking about two oceans, Mr. Kelleher, is there anyone that you see as a favorite uh, for the big race tomorrow morning? Yes, I did see the line up. Uh, there is one guy from uh, Kenya, the, the previous winner. Mm. And there is the, the guy who came second, uh, the guy from Lesotho. And also David Kadebe is there. So really there is a, a competitive race tomorrow. Uh, we are expecting a, a very good race. Uh, I even see one uh, a Kenyan yesterday, they interviewed uh, for... for, for his preparation for the comrades. Yeah. I, I think we'll be having a couple of guys from Lesotho, Zimbabwe, Kenya, as well as South Africans are there. Mm. Justin Kimboy, I think it's Justin Kimboy, the guy that won it last year. Yeah, Kimboy, yes. Uh, uh, he's the one who, who, who win. And then Nkwaka from Lesotho, he did came uh, second position. And David Kadewe from yes, South Africa. Yes. Yes. And and having run the two oceans yourself, what advice do you have for those taking part tomorrow? How do you approach the race? What do you do on the road? Yeah, on, on, on the day of the race, do what what we have done in in training. Run your own race. Don't run I, I, other people's race. And do exactly what you have, you have planned. But uh, what I can tell the guys. Don't lose contact. Don't leave people to go away from you because you are going to use a lot of energy to, to, to try to cover, the, the, to cover them. So if your target, you can see your target, then it will be easier for you. You'll see everything, each and every movement, you'll see it by that time. Mm. And we just spoke to the organizers now. There's a change of route there. They're not going past Chapman's Peak. Now they are going to go all up Okapsa uh, Vark. Is there any danger or any areas where people need to be more to, to be careful and alert there on that route? No, there, there is, uh, somewhere, somehow, yes, it will be a little bit difficult. Like uh, the, the, most of the athletes, no, no, normally we run this direction sort of, but there will be a change. But the change is for every every athlete on, on the day. But the point that I know is, is a Constantia neck is the one that is a little bit difficult towards the end of the, the, the two oceans. Ah, Constantia neck is the one. Yes. And there's been a lot of talk about the record that's been standing now for 21 years. With the change of route, does it make it a bit more tougher now to break it? It won't be easier, of course, especially for the changing of the route. Uh, but uh, the athletes, I think if they can maybe run closely each other and then maybe not trying to, to run away, mm. then maybe they'll get to the record. But I don't think it will be easy for, for the record. And for those, Mr. Kelehe, who are taking part in Two Oceans and Comrades this year, how do they, how do they now approach Two Oceans with Comrades just two months away? Yeah, really, I don't know. Uh, because some of them out there will suffer the consequences when they get to, to, to comrades. It's not easy. Like uh, David Kadeve, he did try it last year. He said he wanted to win both two ocean and comrades. Yes, it had happened for one lady who, who wins uh, both races. Mm. 
but really it's not easy. It, but it will depend. Maybe you can do that. Maybe if the competition is not too hard. We also have a lot of first-time runners uh, that have been asking for advice this week that are taking part in the two oceans. What advice do we have for those ones take, tackling it for the first time? Yeah, what I, I, I can tell the, 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 the what, what is important to the race, uh, for, for, towards the race, like three days before you have to rest properly, uh, you have to eat properly, you have not changed, you are not supposed to change anything. Mm. Don't try to bring something that you have not used before. Don't try to grab something that you have never used while you are preparing for the race. But as I've said, uh, run your own race. And should and should people eat? Do you do you eat on the morning of the race, or do you watch what you eat, or do you just take a banana? No, you have to eat because uh, you need that energy as the time goes on, especially towards the end of the race. So, but you have to be very careful. Like you have to avoid uh, things like milk and and whatever because maybe they will uh, hamper your, your, your stomach. Uh-huh. And like normally as we did, we did take only bread with a, with a gem, with tea, a river's tea black. Oh, and that was all that you took before the race? Yes. And at how much time before you started do you, do you take that tea and that bread? Uh, you have to wake up as early as possible. Like maybe you have to eat that maybe an hour before the race so that uh, your, your, your stomach can settle properly, so that when you start your race, you don't have maybe some hiccups. Oh, I see. I, I understand what you mean. Now, um, let's let's go back to you. You've got, I'm not sure, do you have three or four gold medals in two oceans? In two oceans, I've got, I, I've got three gold medals. You've got three. And then why did you feel then was the, when, when did you feel was the right time now to go and do comrades? Yeah, I did run some couple of, of two oceans, uh, like I, I started running my first uh, two ocean in 90, uh, 1992. 92, yeah. It was my first two ocean. In 1993, I did get my gold medal. Then, as you know, 2000, uh, uh, 1994, there were some uprising years during the British regime. Really, my training didn't do well proper. But when I went back in uh, 1995, I did, I did manage to get gold again in 1996. Then 1996 is where I went for the for, for the comrades just to go and feel it, and I did run uh, a very good time. Like I, I did run 5:54, obtaining 30 position. Yes, but I was a little bit tired, uh, and really I did I did told myself really I can't run this race anymore because really I was feeling the body was after running 56 kilos to. Uh, the body was start asking questions. Where are you taking me now? <laughs> but uh, yes, and there was a lot of pains, muscles. Uh, really, I, I was intending not to run again. But then the following year, I, I did start training again, and I think no, I'm going to register for, for the comrades. And when I get there, I did manage to get my first gold medal. So was the comrades tougher than you expected when you first uh, tackled it? Yes. Uh, you see, and also the people will tell you, no, comrade, you must run it like this, you must run halfway like this, and then thereafter. And they'll mention a lot of people like this race is for people like Bruce Fordyce, they are dominating that race. Then you get a lot of information that will be maybe disturbing some, some, somewhere, somehow. But really, after getting my first gold medal uh, in 1997, and I, I told myself, no. Really, I'm, I'm, now I'm going to, to go for it.
And before we, we, we get deep into your running career, Mr. Andrew Kelleher, uh, I remember when you won, uh, you were also a police detective or a police officer at the time. Is that something that you're still doing? Yes, I'm still I'm still working. Uh, I'm still working as a police official here in Masikeng. Mm, and really, uh, and when I, I, I when I, I did perform by that time, especially after coming uh, second position in two oceans, I was approached with some uh, different clubs, like maybe different sponsorships, and then they'll tell you uh, it's better to leave your job and do uh, running full time. But I didn't go that direction because. Uh, the problem is sometimes uh, you, in sports you get an injury, maybe it will be a lifetime injury, and then the sponsors will move away from you, then you'll be start struggling. So hence, I, I used to, to tell the guys, it's better to have something on the table, not depending only in, in running. And even your brother, when he won in, 20, in 2015, it was also revealed that he's a police officer. Is he also still in the force? He's still in the in the in the security cluster, oh. but he did move from uh, South African Police. Now it's, it's working for for traffic department. Mm. So, so how did you find the balance then between your job as a police officer and also now having to be a, a, a professional runner? I guess. Now sometimes you have to to sacrifice. Uh, you, you must say, share your time uh, properly and accordingly. Like myself, I used to train in the morning before I go to work and then after hours when I finish at work. So I was trying to balance everything and then I'll maybe take a leave, uh, maybe for a preparation, like take a leave for two months, go out for a training camp and then go run in the race and go back to work. Oh. And how was the reaction from your colleagues when you won the comrades in 2001? Yes, really, it was a very... Uh, a good feeling for them. They were very supportive to me. They were so grateful for me for what I did. I still remember uh, that year I was chosen for the police to go to overseas for, for uh, police games. And then I, I did tell the guys, no guys, uh, there is a race that I want to do here. And then I withdraw from that one and then go for the comrades. And when they arrive from, from, that, uh, from that competition, when they get to the airport, they get the results. Uh, I did win Comrades Marathon. <laughs> did you move up the ranks? Did you get a promotion? <laughs> no. <laughs> not at all? Not, not at all. No. You put the police in on the map there after that win because I remember that was what was dominating the headlines. But you were one of the pre-race favorites for that one, having claimed a couple of gold medals and top 10 finishes before. What would you say worked in that race for you in 2001? How do you How do you describe it? Yeah, really, it was it was a very great feeling to to finish comrades in front of everyone. Like uh, I was surprised to receive a call from the former uh, late president Nelson Mandela, phoning me, congratulating me for a wonderful that uh, job that I've done for for the country. And really, the, and there was a lot of benefits out of that because I did move, I did travel around the country, uh, around the world. Uh, and free of charge of that of that matter, oh. and really, it I I, I have benefited a lot out of uh, out of that race. Five hours, twenty five minutes, and fifty one seconds. You must have been happy with the time, because I think it was the second fastest downrun time at that time behind Bruce Waters, of course. Yes, really, uh, it was it it was it was very uh, it was a, a very good moment for me for for the time that I swam. And and really, somehow, somehow, uh, 
uh, even we did discuss this with coach, maybe I, I was supposed to do better, because at one stage during the, the, the race, uh, the nature did call me, and then I have to go out of the race uh, to, to help myself, and then so oh. that I must uh, run properly and get back to the race. Uh, those times that uh, uh, I, I lost somewhere somehow, maybe I'll be uh, I'll have run a better time compared to that one. Was it the rooibos? Was it the rooibos that that made uh, <laughs> nature call? <laughs> I can't I can't tell you really what what happened. <laughs> And, and and how was it to beat those Russians? Because before that, uh, there was a little bit of pressure on the South Africans to say that we need a South African winner because the Russians were starting to dominate. I think it was uh, Leonid Shvestov that came uh, second to you and Vladimir Kotov also. Yeah, really. It, it was it was irritating. Uh, uh, but really, by that time, the competition was very tough uh, because you'll get maybe six, seven Russians and then among ourselves, uh, the South Africans also, we'll get maybe uh, 10 guys. And then we are competing together, and each and every one on to see himself winning that race. Mm. And it was also an emotional win for you, Mr. Andrew Kelleher, because you did dedicate it to your daughter, Rejoice, who passed away a few months earlier. How did you manage to keep your focus and belief in the midst of this tragedy? Yes, really, it comes in a very... Uh, a quarter day. Uh, it happens. People were hated by that time on the 14th of, of, of February. As you know, it, it, it's a Valentine's Day. The people are enjoying themselves, uh, sharing the moment. And I, I was sad on that day for myself, for, for, for my daughter passed on. And at one stage, I, 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 I nearly withdraw from the race. But I did change my mind and say, I'm going to run that race. And I'm running it in the honor of my late daughter. Mm. What, was it easy for you to talk about it? Was it difficult for you to talk about it? Or did you feel that you needed to take the weight of your shoulders and just let the people know? No, it was it, it was not easy. But, but maybe to heal, it was something that you have to talk it. We must take it out, uh, out of out of your, your, your system, sort of, and so that you can settle and do things properly. And and in the years that have gone by, how have you been able to deal to deal with that? Okay. I'm saying in the years that have passed now, how have you been able to deal with that tragedy? Yeah, yeah you, 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 that one it won't it won't go away. Like uh, on the on the uh, birthday, on her date of birth, you'll think about that. And sometimes uh, when you see a child who was maybe at the same uh, age with her, you start thinking about about her. So it's something that you'll never uh, forget. Well, for those who've just joined us, we're going to take a quick break. We're speaking to Mr. Andrew Kelleher, who won the Comrades in 2001. And if you want to call in and have a few words to say, you can uh, you can call us on 0891-104-207. You can also send us our voice notes on WhatsApp on 061-4104-107. Zanzi's Sporting Milestones, Moments and Stories. Flashback Fridays with Tabiso Musia. And we are joined by Andrew Kelleher tonight on Flashback Fridays. And we've got somebody on the line here. Gift Kelleher, good evening. Thank you for joining us on SAFM. 
We are fine. Thank you uh, very much, Gift. We've got your older brother here, um, Andrew, and we're just celebrating him on uh, Flashback Fridays here on SAFM and just highlighting what he has done. I mean, you are a, a great star yourself, but did he inspire you to take up running? Because he says you were carrying his water when you were a youngster. Yes, he was the real inspiration because I was looking at him the time he was running Comrades 2001 and that's where I decided that but one of the good days I want to be like this gentleman and follow his footsteps and that's where it started and, and slowly with me and John and we build up up until 10 years down the line after he won Comrades then it happened that I won Comrades. And what lessons would you say you've learned from, from your brother, Andrew? I've, I've learned a lot from, from Andrew. He, told, he taught me that patience and discipline, dedication, hard work, it will pay off. And you need also to respect other people, respect yourself, be humble. And he told us now that he's working with you. He's basically put his weight behind you. He's assisting John Hamlet uh, with coaching there at Nsika. Uh, how would you describe his role as a, as a coach now in your career? You know, it really motivates one to see him maybe one of the times when he's around and things are getting tougher and he can speak to you and tell you. But when things are like this, this is how you can try and go over the hurdle and it really motivates and it really gives you that oomph. Even if it's hard, you just carry on and you say, but this man, he knows what he's speaking about. He went through the same feeling that I'm going and it really gives you that motivation and that inspiration. And do you remember what he said to you when you won Comrades now in 2015? The time I was crossing the line. Yeah, or even after the race, what did he say to you? I can still remember he said to me, he's proud of me, even both our parents, because they are late. He said, even wherever they are, they are smiling because you are making our family proud and also you are making yourself also known and still carrying the, the flag of the family high and you make sure that the killers are written with the flames also. And and just for you, uh, Gift, how was that moment? How was it winning Comrades? Because I remember I saw pictures on TV. There were so many people outside your house after you won it. That was an electrifying moment. You know, you can never explain it, how you feel. You you got yeah, mixed yeah, feelings. You are happy. You are, you are, like, you are a little bit shocked. And is it me, really? And it, it's one of the moments you can never try and explain better. What I can say is an electrifying moment by that time. And finally, what, what would you like to say to your brother as we celebrate his career? He's listening to us right now. What I can say to, to, to my brother, Andrew, is thank you very much for, for allowing me to follow him on the footsteps and for him to patiently so build up and give me that time and put his time also to help me wherever he was helping me because I remember that time I was start, I started running, there was a problem of sponsorships. Mm. He was the only person who was having a sponsor and he had to take some of the things from his things and give me, for me to, to, to play. And I would like to say to him, I really appreciate whatever he gave me and the support that he gave me.
Great stuff. Andrew, you, you're listening to this. You must be very proud of this young man you call your brother. Yes, really. I, I'm very proud of him. You, you see, when when he, he crossed the, the, the finish line, uh, I, I still remember him, uh, really, uh, you 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 have revived my, my name as well and the family. And I think that it's history. Like it has, it has never happened in comrades' history. Like two brothers win comrades. Yes, no, that's great. And uh, Gift, thank you very much also for sharing a few words with us here about your brother. You continue to run with him, uh, comrades, for a number of years. How was it being with him on the road? Uh, it, it was nice. Like uh, when he started running, you'll know people will be focusing on, me, on, on, on myself. And I am and Gift, we are looking maybe the same. Like, if you take this direction, I'll take the other direction. And when the guys are still focusing on you, then I'll try to sneak that, that side and, and make my move. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I, I read up, Andrew, that your, your, your father, John Cajeso, was also a runner. Is that correct? And is that where your love then for running could have come from? Yeah, you see, when I, I was still at school, uh, I was having my, one of my teachers uh, who invited my father to come and... Uh, to come and, and look at me when when I'm running. Uh, that time I was just doing the middle distance, and I hear that voice of my father uh, calling me. Then really I did start pushing very hard. And I still remember my father used to tell us like uh, he did run with a couple guys from Panskei. Uh, the guy by 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 the name of Tlanga Manda is the one he was using him, uh, giving me trouble when when they ran together. And really, yes, it's only that by that time, uh, running was not so exposed to 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 to, to people. Mm. But really, my father was a great runner as well. I was about to ask, was he able to run professional? Yes. Also, he did run professional, your father. Yeah, he, he did run. But by that time, he just ran at school, and then he used to tell us those stories when he was running. Uh, telling us about his competition and the competitive uh, people who were competing against against him. You you also spoke very very highly of Mr. John Hamlet when we spoke to you in the beginning, who you credit for turning your running career around. How did you come across John? When did you first meet John? Yeah, it was uh, 1991 uh, when I was in the Deputy John Police. John Hamlet was a police officer uh, as himself also, mm. and then he did start coming and running together with us. Uh, by that time, we were just running maybe without a program. He was the one who introduced those training programs uh, around us. And uh, really, it's where we, we started, uh, came together, and even up to so far, we are still, we are like a family. And could you see an immediate improvement after you joined uh, John Hamlet? Yes, I still remember when uh, I did get my first uh, my, my first gold medal in 1997 and then 1998. And then John told me, Norman, uh, we, we need maybe some spice into your your, your training. <laughs> and then he did take me to to uh, Dalstrom where we, yes. we do a high altitude training. And really, when I, I came out of that camp that year, because it was my first year to go in a training camp, and 
comrades was very easy. I did change the second position that year. I was about to ask, how is it training in Dalstrom? Because we hear so many stories about that. Yes, uh, uh, that is our training place. Uh, even most guys, uh, former winners, uh, uh, guys like Investor, Shaul Matthias, Sean Metodon, those guys were training there. And even people are coming from overseas, uh, maybe during the offseason, to come and train there. Mm. It's a very uh, good place for, 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 for training. And we've actually got the legendary John Hamlet on the line. John, good evening, sir. Thank you very much for finding time to speak to us on SAFM as we celebrate Andrew. Good evening. Yes, yes. Celebrating that good athlete of mine, the fastest man we used to say. <laughs> a man who's run 10, he ran 10 gold medals in Comrade. That is probably the first man on the planet to ever do that. And in 2001, he was the fastest man per kilometer on that distance in the world. Wow. That was quite nice. And and besides that that win in 2001, do you think he should have had won a bit more? Well, I think he did what he did. It was good. You know, those days it was very competitive, uh, very professional. There were a lot of guys coming into the game. Andrew came into the game and said to me, we have this Russian problem. The Russians were dominating. And he said, Coach, we need to fix this Russian problem. Because we kept having these Russians come back here and take our prizes home. And we decided, no way. We're not going to allow that. So we got together, we built this thing, and we turned him into quite a powerful athlete. And with a very, commit, a very committed man, disciplined, committed, honest, upright, straight. You know, the type of guy that, you know, if he says it's green, you know it's green. You don't have to wonder if, if it's some other thing is going on. And it's my family, that guy. You know, the family, we're all family. We've been together for many years together, and we've never signed a contract. We've never done anything crazy like that. We've just worked together. And he's got a great, he had great, he's got great talent. And he's mm-hmm. still got talent. Uh, in coaching, he's going to be able to pass on lots of things to athletes. Um, he's going to be able to grow some nice athletes very soon. And uh, maybe even his son, John, he's also going to be out on the road. Who knows? We're, I'm looking forward to seeing that. And do you think he gets the respect that he deserves, John? Well, you know, those days it was very different to now. It's like his father was a runner. Mm. And his father didn't really get any knowledge because those days there was no TV and that. And when he came into the game, it was becoming professional in a sense. Money was sort of coming alive, but wasn't really totally there. And then the latter part of his career, at least we started to earn a couple of cents, but nothing near golf or something. And you know, mm. it was actually sort of livable income, not, not like a golf, golf player. A golf player of the same level would have probably been a multi-billionaire. By this stage, if his name was Andrew Kelly and he was a golf player. Right. So the earnings were almost the same. But, but still, he did well for himself. He worked smartly with his money. He was not a waster. None of the killers are wasters. They're people that look after their things and they do it properly. So, I, yeah, I think he got some of what he got, but not enough. You roped him in as a coach now. How, how is he as a coach? A nice motivator at the moment. Um, he's going to take over from me for sure. He will have to start... Putting up with the nonsense of some crazy athletes and good athletes. But <laughs> that would be his problem. But at the moment, he's a very great motivation. Obviously, a champion like that, walking into some of the people, when he talks to them, they, they really respect, you know. And they know what he's saying. He knows what he's talking about. Yeah. And they know how he feels. He'll tell you how he feels on the race day. And they know whatever words he's going to put in their mind. There's no bulldust. It's really trying to help. And that's constructive. He's going to be coming to our camp now. We indulge him now, in and out. And for the next eight weeks almost, where his brother's their gift, 
And of course, we we're looking at getting some more gold. And we've I, had 57 yeah. gold medals in our camp. We've had five winners, uh, of which one is a lady, the lady of last year. So we've had a good year. We've had a good season so far. And Couple fi- of years. <laughs> and finally, season. two oceans weekend, John. Who do you have running? Who carries the hopes? Well, uh, we didn't focus on two oceans specifically this year. We've got two young boys running the 21. The, fir- the 56 is too close to comrades. It's exactly basically seven weeks to go. Yeah. So we couldn't really imply anybody running there. We've got, uh, we've got guys who are out of our camp now, but he's going to be running. David Khatebe is trying to run and win. We've got, we, you know, we've got a few touch and goes, but we could not focus on that. Also, the sad part, of course, is that they've got no exposure, no coverage this year which makes it difficult for the athletes and the sponsors because they don't get the money if they don't get the exposure. Yeah, tough so, one. unfortunately, SABC's got their problems. So, obviously, that brings uh, a problem when they can't do exposure. And uh, the, the people like ASA who, who didn't sort the contract properly and therefore created this, this sort of, I want to say, gap in the, in the business, which is quite sad. We, we're hoping that things will come right, you know? Okay, John, uh, we hope so too. But uh, thanks for sharing some words with us about Andrew. Appreciate it and all the best. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Flashback Fridays. Flashback Fridays on SAFM. And we've got a voice note that's come through on 0614104107. Those people are, I mean, um, I mean, I can even tell you that the whole family can run like, I don't know, uh, thanks to those people. No, Siabulela, Siabulela, Ngopopo, indeed, uh, they are legends there. That's what they're saying about you, uh, Andrew. That's uh, just the whole family of the Kelehas there. And we've also got on the line somebody that's covered a lot of running and a lot of Andrew Keleher. Uh, they call him Trompins, Daniel Mutuahai. Daniel, good evening. Thanks for joining us. Sports journalist, of course. Hey, good evening, Tabs, and thanks for having me. And uh, hello, brother. <laughs> hello, my brother. <laughs> hey, you've got a legend right there. The Russians know him very well. <laughs> and why is he a legend in your own eyes, Daniel? Well, if you you remember very well, I think uh, 2001 will, you know, go a long way as one of those memorable moments when, uh, you know, some stranglehold on the on the comrades marathon by by uh, by foreigners was ended by, you know, a man a poet, a man who's from you know the humble grounds of Mahike and Kaka, you know, who who really made history, and you know, those are really unforgettable moments. Mm. And and do you think he gets the respect that he deserves? I also asked John that question. Well, you know, unfortunately, you know, in athletics, it's not the same as, you know, your soccer where teenage Laza will be remembered, you know, for, for, for one moment of brilliance as opposed to, you know, an individual who made a country proud in a sport like athletics. I think, mm. you know, uh, when it comes to athletics, they are really, you know, some sort of a poor cousin to, to others that even when these guys really uh, make us proud, their moments, you know, kind of just slip up without really being celebrated the same way as we'll celebrate, you know, Nel Tovi lifting the Africa Cup of Nations or, you know, Francois Pinar uh, lifting the Rugby World Cup. So, you know, people like Bo Bradruza, I think they deserve more because, you know, even afterwards, they do so much behind the scenes that they make sure that 
the next generation pick, picks up the baton and, you know, uh, uh, in this point, you'll remember his younger brother, Gift, is yes. actually the one who took up the spear and, you know, continue with that run of uh, making the country proud in arguably, you know, one of the most difficult races you can ever get. And finally, John spoke about how he's a great man off the road also. Uh, is that what you've seen also in your interviews that you've done with him? Yes, you know, like with Brad Rosa, you know, the discipline that comes with being a cop. I mean, it all starts there. <laughs> Even Leona Brad Rosa will, have, uh, will tell you, you know, coming out uh, uh, in clean running shoes and all that. So he's quite a gentleman of the field because, you know, not only does he... Uh, uh, pass on the tactics to 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 his charges about uh, you know the teaching that comes to to being you know um, uh, an all rounder a complete you know uh, responsible person while at the same time you are doing sports. Great stuff, Trumpies. Thank you very much for for joining us and sharing a few words about Bradruza. It's always a pleasure and all the best to you, Bradruza. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Brad Ruza, on that note, being a cop and being a runner, does it help you chase those criminals? <laughs> At least your feet. <laughs> yeah. You see, sometimes, uh, yes, criminal will grab something, uh, or he, when, when you try to stop him, maybe having something going in the pocket, like maybe Daha, you'll try to run away, then you lose that ex- you'll use that experience to chase him and, <laughs> and caught him. <laughs> and finally now we've got about a minute left uh, we've heard that the two oceans won't be on tv is that a big blow for the runners do you look forward to the whole country watching you run yes it is. Uh, point number one is for, for the supporters who did manage to go to to, to cape town yeah. they will maybe trying to sit tomorrow on, uh, behind tv watching there and also i think it will affect the athletes because uh, without coverage they will not manage to get a sponsorship like there is no one who will see how they run, how, uh, how good they are, so that maybe and they, they can benefit out of that uh, if there is a coverage. Well, well what a pity. Uh, we hope that it will get sorted out next year. And Claude Mushi, you are here, has tweeted us. He says, the legend. I remember training with him in 2005 in Dalstrom, and I came eighth in the comrades. I've learned a lot from Andrew. Nice one to finish off with uh, Claude Mushi, a fellow runner, of course, uh, himself. But, Bradruza, thank you for joining us. We wanted to bring you on, highlight what you've done, especially ahead of Two Oceans, and most importantly, as we always tell our guests, just to give you the respect that you deserve, sir. Thanks very much, sir. Thank you. We really appreciate it. And thanks, Claude, for listening to us and for being in touch. We also wish you all the best in 2019. Keep us updated with whatever you are doing there with the NetBank Running Club, Claude Mushiwa there. That's it, folks. That's our time. Enjoy your long uh, weekend. We'll be back again on Monday between 7 and 8 p.m. My name is uh, Tabi Somusia.